0: It's time to clip your last good piece and dig in, because the runout starts now. Today's show is brought to you by Outdoor Research. Outdoor Research invites you to check out the new Refuge hybrid hooded jacket and the legendary Ascendant hoodie. Yes, legendary. Through Outdoor Research's clever use of quantum multiverse theory, both the Refuge and the Ascendant are simultaneously the ultimate mid-layer jacket. Yes, your mind just got blown. The refuge is slim cut and ready for action and movement on cold days, while the ascendant is ready for pretty much everything in this universe and the one that popped into existence at the end of this sentence. They're lightweight and perfect for stashing in the pack against that inviting t-shirt morning that turns into a grueling mess by afternoon. So don't limit yourself to one universe. Branch into infinity at outdoorresearch.com or your favorite local shop. Outdoor Research is a proud, if sometimes slightly confused, sponsor of the Run Out Podcast.
1: It's arguably a good time to be a female climber. We're living through a renaissance of female climbing the still male-dominated outdoor industry is finally starting to wake up and listen to the needs of a group that has historically been underrepresented in our sport. Just as one example, there's now more great climbing gear for women than ever before, built from the ground up with the female climber in mind, not just the old shrink-it-and-pink-it approach. It's hard not to notice female climbers everywhere, too. In gyms, at the crags, hashtag girls who climb, of which I see 330,000 posts on Instagram, there's women's climbing festivals and clinics across the country, adventure film fests like the No Man's Land, and media that is created by women of women crushing. This is Andrew Bisharat, and I'm here with my co-host Chris Kalous, and we're here today with two good friends and ladies extraordinaires, Emily Harrington and Tara Kersner, to rap about all things female climbing related. Emily needs no introduction; she's one of the most prolific female climbers in my generation pioneering 514 first female sense and rifle, such as Zulu and the 7pm show, to free climbing El Cap, to summiting Everest and getting into all kinds of other kooky big mountain shenanigans. Tara is one of the most core climbers I know. She's smart, surly, funny, and has been living this itinerant dirtbag life with her bone crusher husband, Greg Kersner, for years. Tara is also a dedicated filmmaker and photographer, and man, I've been really impressed with how good her work has gotten over the years. You may know Tara for having shot, directed, and edited a short film called Sladies, in which Emily Harrington, Margot Hayes, and Paige Clausen take a climbing trip to Majorca. It's a fun film. The girls crush, support each other, braid each other's hair, that kind of shit. And it got a great response for the most part, too. Tara's now cooking up Sladies 2, which she's hoping to shoot this fall. Without further ado, please welcome Sladies, Emily Harrington, and Tara Kersner. Yeah, so welcome back, run out fans. <laughs> We've been gone for a couple of weeks, but it's because uh my wife just had our second daughter and uh everyone's healthy and happy and we're doing well.
0: Yeah, you guys survived quite a rocky road. It was with rocky. this particular birth process anyway, but in the end, I mean C section yep. kind of standard. Um, it, was an, it was a wild one. Yeah, yeah. It Keta- was. Ketamine was involved. Yeah. What was the story with the ketamine? I never really got that either. Um, she she just likes it. <laughs>
1: the, the The anesthesiologist thought it'd be fun to send her on an acid <laughs> trip in the midst of a, a delivery. No,
0: on um, the way to the on the way to the delivery. It was just it you was guys a, were just banging out. So. <laughs> How do you even take ketamine? Do you snort it?
1: Well, this one was intravenously okay. injected, but she, and she kind of just went on a trip and thought she was in the first episode of Game of Thrones Did for she? about five minutes. Yeah.
0: Was she, hopefully she wasn't Ned Stark.
1: I don't know what was going on, but it added a bit of levity to an intense situation. Could you tell that she was tripping? Was she talking oh, about yeah. weird stuff? Oh, yeah. She's like, I was like, Jen, I'm here, I'm here. She's like, where's here? I'm in Game of Thrones. <laughs> 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 uh, but... um. Yeah, it was good. And now we have a beautiful little girl who looks exactly like our, our first daughter.
0: And her name is Aria Ned Stark, right? and, uh, Yeah, we named her after <laughs> Aria. <Yep.
1: laughs>
0: no, her name actually is, is a lovely and a tribute to our friend uh, Hayden Kennedy, Bree Hayden Bisherat, right? Yep.
1: Bree Hayden. Yep.
0: Awesome. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get on with the show.
1: Yeah. So we are here with our friends, uh, Emily Harrington and Tara Kirzner, who are climbing in rifle right now. And it's uh, currently soaking wet, so we're wasting some time, and we're going to just have a freewheeling conversation and see where it leads. So, thanks for coming.
2: Thanks for having us. Greetings,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Tara. You know you're the director and producer behind Slades, which was a video that came out last year profiling strong, amazing women on a women's climbing trip, including Emily, who's here. So I thought we could talk about that video and women's climbing media. And um, it sounds like you've got a, a new video, Sladies 2, that's coming out.
3: That is correct. Um, you know, Sladies was a really interesting, because I feel like there's so much push for films about women, films by women, like all female production crews right now, which is right now Speaking in, like, what, it's June 2019. And we did Sladies in 2017, uh, August, something like that. October. October. Yeah. So since October of 2017, I feel like a lot of things have changed. Mm. And there's a big push for these, like, all-female crews and these videos about women. And, you know, when we made Sladies, it wasn't exactly like, oh, my gosh, we're doing this really powerful film about women. I honestly, like, didn't even think about it. I was like, I'm just going on this rad trip with people I like. Yeah, it was
2: it was pre me Too movement, but just right before that. And so I think we kind of didn't really know what we had created and sort of the wave that we were about to catch and surf with. I think it was really timely. And we almost in a way, I feel like it was one of the first films that was created of that type. It was the first time I'd ever worked with a female videographer,
3: actually.
1: Now, when you say there's a big push right now for this content, are you talking about from viewers or from industry executives?
3: I think from industry executives. I mean, I'm getting contacted regularly, not necessarily. I mean, I'd like to think it's because of my skills, but also, uh, you know, a lot of times it's because they're looking for a woman, you Mm -hmm. know? Um, and that's something that wasn't really happening before. I feel that Sladies was really authentic to our relationships and like what exactly happened on that trip. It wasn't pushed at all; like it just sort of was a just a true showing of this relationship between all of us that kind of started on that trip and continued after.
0: Who Who else was in the film? Who else was uh, uh, sort of profiled as characters, if you will?
2: It's myself, Paige Clausen. And Margot Hayes,
3: and we had uh, and Colette McInerney. McInerney. <laughs> <laughs> I've always said that differently in my head. Um, and we had Colette and I filming. So,
1: now uh, was that a lucrative project for you?
3: No, um, honestly, like uh, Slades was. So before I put Slades out, I had done like a couple videos for Epic TV. And the money was bad, really bad. And then when I did Slades, it was um, I kind of just needed this chance. I needed a company to give me a chance. And La Sportiva gave me a chance. They asked me to do a film with uh, Margot and Emily and Paige. And I was like, "Hey, we should go to Mallorca because I love it there, and it's beautiful." And I just got this like little chance, and I was I knew it was my opportunity to not only film something that was beautiful but also edit something really well and do the very best job that i could and then it ended up resulting in more jobs i don't really even want to know like what it came down to but it was your day rate was my day rate probably was like three dollars a day or something (laughs) um now
0: all those exposure bucks yeah you got paid in the normal exposure bucks that everybody tries to get content for
1: right
3: they're very yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs)
1: Um, now, how important is it to you? And you can both answer this question in terms of just being on an all-female production or working with an all-female crew. Is that does that really? Is that an important thing? Why or why not? Or, or what are the ups and downs of that?
2: I think it depends. I I think that Slades was truly special because it it was all female, but it wasn't forced. It wasn't, that wasn't the goal of the trip to have it be like all female and we're going to show, you know, we're going to make it a thing. That's just sort of what happened. That's and I think, yeah. And I think that that's, what's so special about it. The, and honestly, for me, I just want to be able to work with my friends and climb with my friends and be creative with my friends. And it doesn't necessarily need to be all female or all this or all that. I think it's great nowadays that we are giving different groups, more opportunity, like female videographers and stuff like that. But I also don't appreciate it when it's a very forced thing, when it's like, it has to be these, it has to be all female, all females have to go and do this together. And it kind of like forces these relationships that are pretty unnatural. And I think that the outcome is not always as, as genuine and it doesn't really, deliver the message that is intended. Um, and so that's part of why I think Slade's was so special was because it, it was very genuine.
3: I feel pretty similarly. I mean, as far as like filmmaking goes, um, and I'll just look at it like from that side, I, or I've shot photos, photos for a long time. And, uh, then when I was getting into filmmaking, there were people that I was inspired by. None of them were women, not because I was looking for people, of my gender or not of my gender to be inspired by. I was just inspired by the art. I mean, honestly, like filmmaking and photography has always been about the art for me. And so like I've never really like put that much energy into like whether or not somebody was a woman. And I've always felt like filmmaking and photography is really fair in that way because it is so artistic and you're just allowed to express yourself. However, now it's kind of getting to the point where Peop- like jobs are sort of revealing themselves to me and I hope that it's because of my talent and not because just because I'm a woman you know what I mean because I feel like I've worked really hard and I know that a lot of other people have too and we're all just trying to like express ourselves and I would hate for that to just be because of your gender I don't know does that right. make sense
1: yeah like so the industry is, has this like push to, to to put together all female productions and and if they're just selecting you just to check that marketing box, then that uh, you're saying that that would be a slight on
3: your skill. Right, because there's not very many women who are... I mean, it's actually kind of rad. The push has exposed a lot more to me than I've known about, which has been really good. But I just... There aren't... Like, as far as percentage-wise, you know, it's way less in women. And so when people are trying really hard to have women be the, have it be an all female production crew, the pool is really small. You know, like if you're looking for women who can film on a big wall, for example, and I'm talking like a proper full size, (laughs) big wall, it's in other
0: words, like spending days up there,
3: spending days on a wall, right? It's a really, really small pool. So if that's your, if that's what you're looking for, like, they have to be able to film on a big wall and they have to be a woman then you're you're looking at a handful of people right. like maybe four five
1: why why are there so few female f- filmmakers in the climbing world
3: i mean i don't know I, I i honestly like i was filming or shooting way before i started climbing so like i always had that you know and i know that Now there's so many more female photographers because there's so many more female climbers Mm -hmm. than there used to be. I mean, like when I started climbing at Smith Rock, there were, I think, two women, not including myself, who climbed 513. That's like the three of us. Now I go there and I visit my home crag and there's like, you know, 15 women climbing 513, which is so rad. That's so many more. And I think the same can be said for female photographers and filmmakers. Like it's just up and coming, which is Mm. really cool but it is just interesting because you see all the jobs coming in and people will literally say i'm looking for a female like that's like the first thing they say mm-hmm. you know
0: well and and i'm uh friends with Aisha weinhold who runs the no man's land film festival um she's actually been on the show as a pa- on the enorma cast as a panelist and uh you know just just chatting with her it, it's she has all these same issues. She understands this idea that um, it should be a pure meritocracy, but she also, you know, they they have to search far and wide still to get these all female crews or get even even a, you know, a female at the head type type of a crew, you know, and also she she gets all these submissions that are, you know, terrible. And you, you just because it was made by women is doesn't mean it's going to make it into her you know, automatically sort of make it into, to her, her film festival. But yeah, I mean, we've, and we've talked about that same question of like, well, why? And, and she kind of also thinks that to a certain extent, it is just a percentage game, you know, where if you take any hundred climbers in the history of climbing, a handful of them bring their cameras along Mm -hmm. and a handful of them find themselves, wow, this is as much fun as climbing. And those people have always floated you know, in, into media, you know, it's like Dean, Dean Fidelman was with the stone masters. He wasn't a gr- great climber. He was a great photographer. And so I think as the percentage of women climbing grow, there's going to be a percentage of them that, you know, as an 18 year old or whatever, or 16 year old, they're like, "Well, wow, I love having this camera out and shooting this. And they're going to eventually be the people creating media the way it's always been.
3: And by that standard, I think, you know, the the flip side of it is I'm like, yes, like we should be taking these jobs. We should be like just like taking it and running with it, like you said, because representation matters. And when young girls see that and are inspired by that, that's huge. Yeah. And
0: and I still think that those again, they won't last if their work isn't good. So they'll, they'll get an opportunity and then it levels itself out. In my opinion, you know, it's like you can't no company is just you know, going to get a couple terrible submissions and just keep saying, well, you have to be our person. I mean, that that that's kind of like, there's the opportunity window and then you have to, you have to do good work and be good to work with.
2: I was just going to say, I think that the reason there are, are fewer female, I, it's, it's exactly what you said. It's a percentage thing. I mean, growing up, I didn't know a single female climbing videographer or photographer, and therefore I never even considered picking up a camera or doing that. And I think that You know back before that women maybe didn't consider going rock climbing it's just all about like mentorship and seeing other people that are like you doing that and I think it happens with everything and slowly but surely like there are now there are more I mean basically all of my majority of people I work with actually I'd say probably half videographers and photographers are women now whereas ten years ago I didn't know a single one and I just think it's I just think it's steadily growing
1: It's probably a nice change from the usual like Canon Nikon out of shape, kind of slightly lecherous man with a long lens who's (laughs) shooting photos of you in a sports top.
0: (laughs) Yeah. The sports tops don't change though. (laughs) I I mean, the
1: person behind the lens. Right. Yeah. Um, I was just checking out the YouTube comments for Slade's and it was all positive. Was it really? Yeah. Everyone loved it.
2: Really? We don't read YouTube comments. I, I don't read We them. can't do that anymore. Yeah. No, it's, it's usually a bad us. idea. It's I,
1: not good. I kind of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was hesitant to do that, but it was all good stuff. So My
3: husband doesn't let me read them because I get really upset yeah, when there's, yeah, there's negative my ones. my boyfriend said, just don't do no, it. I, don't read those comments.
0: Uh, well, uh, we opened the show by, by talking about how um, Andrew's... Daughters named after Hayden Kennedy, and that was some sage advice from him when he was like twenty or twenty-one. To me, who's you know twice his age, was like, "Chris, don't read the comments. Just don't read the comments." Oh my gosh! Yeah, so many trolls. So let me. Did you have something you wanted to go with?
1: (laughs) Well, I guess so. Slade's. It was that just completely well received and no pushback. I
2: think for the most part it was well received. There was a little bit of pushback on
1: i don't in, know we don't have to
2: go circles, down that road but, but yeah
3: there was some pushback i'd say a little bit um i've heard good and bad things i what i said to emily er- earlier today was that there's this quote in Slade's where Paige is talking about Margot and saying that she's this impressive amazing like talented climber and she doesn't even know it and i think that sladies was exactly that like we were just sort of doing this little thing and we didn't even know we were doing this like really yeah. rad thing and was- making this video that people ended up loving. We just didn't quite know what we had at the time, but I did go on a hike with somebody in Squamish um, last summer and I'm like hiking along with them. And he is like, we're talking about filmmaking and he's talking about films that he saw recently. And he starts talking about ladies and I like to let people just kind of get it out. You know, I'm not going to interrupt him. And he starts telling me how much he hated it and how fake it was and how like, yeah, right. They were braiding each other's hair.
0: Not knowing you're, you He made had no it right. idea. <laughs>
3: like, yeah, right. They were braiding each other's hair. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he right. You didn't believe that part. That's all. That was like the part that he didn't believe. I was like, are, are you kidding? <laughs> I don't consider myself a really girly person. But for some reason, when we all got together on that trip, we just fully immersed in ourselves. And it was a crazy friendship that butted in it's funny when people hate on it and they say it's fake because it couldn't have been more real like everything that happened. I mean you could look we
2: now have a whatsapp group that's been going on for two years how many chats ladies with thousands of chats from thousands. all of us and it's the same it's just like back and forth like encouragement and like just like being there for each other and it's i mean it's kind of sappy but it's just true like we just formed this little group that was really supportive and really genuine and we still i mean we're still all really close friends because of that trip
3: yeah it's weird actually i haven't experienced anything like that before
1: so did you ever let that guy know who you were
3: oh yeah i told him afterwards but i didn't like shame him for his opinion i was like you know that's your opinion and that's fine you're wrong but
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, you know, and you know nothing about women because braiding each other's hair is like a normal operation because it's really hard to do without somebody sometimes. It's true, and it's <laughs>
2: so nice when someone else does it for you, especially Margo.
0: Um, can I ask you then, <laughs> you know, aside from the YouTube comments and this gentleman that you're hiking with, um, that you're no longer friends with... Um, <laughs> The what I mean, where do you uh, go for uh, feedback that you're going to take to heart and and where do you go for honest feedback um, in terms of of developing your art and developing your your abilities is do you have some outlets that can give it to you straight.
3: I do. Um, I'm actually really lucky to have one friend in particular who has been kind of there for me the whole time. But I was telling, talking to Andrew last night, even just about how challenging it can be sometimes to get honest feedback from people in the industry. Um, you know, whether it's about rates or, A creative question or like what to do with my career or something like that. Like I have found it to be pretty challenging to get like a straight answer from some people. However, I've had one friend in particular who I creatively admire and respect and I guess I'll name drop him. So Matt Irving is a rad friend of mine who watches every single one of my videos and tells me like what to change or what not to change. And like, he basically, I remember sending him my first videos And he was like, you have to hold, you have to hold your camera steady.
0: (laughs) Basic stuff.
3: (laughs) He taught me how to like hang the camera off the Jumar. This isn't
0: saving private Ryan. (laughs) And how to like
3: do everything. And we, we don't even hang out in real life. This is all like going on text messages and like emails and stuff. And he's just been there for me. And like, I send my videos to of actually like a few people every time but he's like the one probably the opinion I respect the most
0: well if you're like me you'd, I don't believe compliments <clears throat> about anything that I've ever created like in the podcast world I'm just you know oh you have to tell me it's good because we're friends you know I'd right. never believe compliments ever
3: well that's why <laughs> I don't know if you know Matt but he is extremely snarky and he's extremely pessimistic in the like bless his heart but you know so when he says something nice you're like oh my gosh must be really good.
1: (laughs) You really believe him. That's the right person to to get feedback from.
3: Yeah. And he's been like, I don't know. I, I always tell people who are kind of getting into the industry that if they ever have a question or something like that, like, I guess maybe I should put this on the radio, but I I like want to help people because I've f- found it personally to be so hard to get help from other people. Like people have been pretty closed off. So it's nice maybe, when people maybe are you not. could
1: share your email address and phone number <laughs> and with phone our phone audience. Too. Yeah. yeah. I'll just
3: share, share my location. We'll,
1: yeah. we'll put those in the, on the website.
0: Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it's like from other women who create stuff like this, whether it's um video audio, you know, that's, when you guys were talking about how there's not that many even now, and that's always been a bit of a, I think also not a complaint, but, but something that they're, that they say, it's like, well, we don't have mentors yet. And, and I think, you know, it's starting to be created. Um, but you are all, you know, on this really like a first wave. I mean, there's photographers. I can think of Beth Wald being one that comes to mind who was, who was around and shooting a long time ago, but it was really rare. You know, and, and so for as, as new as you kind of feel like you are a couple of years old from this ladies thing, you're first wave. And I think you, it's appropriate that you would at least allow yourself to mentor a little bit. Um,
1: and also the industry has changed so much. It's not just the, that there's more women and stuff. It's the, the, just the dynamics of the, the economics, the, the way the media shared, everything's just, it's all new. It's new every day. Right
3: yeah i actually like didn't even know about bethwald i mean when i came into photography i was like studying like edward weston and like dorky like i mean not dorky but you know pretty weird like black and white photographers and like really artsy stuff and it wasn't in climbing so i didn't know of any of these like climbing climbing photographer or filmmaker mentors really so when i got into it i kind of was pretty clueless so, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, there's going to be... Maybe I am first wave. And Emily was telling me that I was the first woman you had ever worked with before. That like, kind of like blew my mind, actually.
2: Yeah. I mean, I guess Colette was probably <sighs> oh, right, the first woman who took photos of me. But the first you were the first female that I ever like actually did a film with. Right. And I just remember thinking, like, oh, this will be interesting. This will be different. Like, a female telling a story about females... Will be different than if it was Just like a male videographer t- Trying to tell a story about females I think
3: mm-hmm. it would have been completely different Especially since I'm not well and I'm not Exactly the the type of Woman who's out there trying to like Go for woman empowerment I mean and maybe that's to a fault but I'm just It's just not my thing I'm Just trying to make some art you know
2: <laughs> Yeah and I think that's that's why It it showed in Slades that that was the purpose It wasn't like I mean, it was female empowerment, I think it was like a side effect, but that wasn't the main purpose. That's what I guess that's what I'm trying to say is like, first we wanted to go climbing with our friends and, and tell the story of our relationship and we happened to all be women. And then, yeah, that was the second part. And now I feel like there's a lot of push of like we have to do all female things like we have to find all these people from all over the world like all over the place that don't necessarily know each other but they're all women so we'll send them to this place and they'll do this trip and it'll be great and it'll be empowering for women and that's just I think maybe a different order than we did.
3: And sometimes when you do it that way, it ends up not being empowering at all because you have these people who are uncomfortable in their situations. They're uncomfortable in their shoes and they, you know, are really only there for the purpose of, because a bunch of people behind a desk in a marketing room decided that it was empowering for women. And they're probably all men.
0: And you're like, okay, tomorrow at three, we're going to do the hair braiding scene. So you guys make sure <laughs> take a sh- you know take a shower like exactly. get it all sorted out because uh, it's three 3- three thirty we're gonna do hair braiding. It's exactly. actually better if you don't shower. It's true. <laughs> okay, so what see a, what see, I would that would have been a terrible part of my film. All <laughs> frizzy, the you know wouldn't
2: have turned out.
1: <laughs> so, Sladies too. What's is that gonna be? French braids in France. <laughs>
2: Oh, That's Actually, a good idea. Can I
0: focus that question a little bit? Yeah. Um, the the so, Sladies too. You you, you have this. Uh, you've been prefacing, um, talking about the first one as you just didn't know it was going to happen. You 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 created this thing that it it sort of, you know, formed itself afterwards.
1: It became a like a viral meme almost. Yeah. So, you know, so it's like
0: a- are you self conscious about what you're creating now? Because you don't get that luxury of just in the moment. You have to sort of say, well you know, what am I creating ahead of time this time? Or am I like off the mark? Has that been a problem?
3: I think that in this case, I'm excited to have the opportunity to like think about it a little bit more beforehand and like know that I'm going to hire a writer and like brainstorming. And I have this, I'm scheming basically. Whereas before, like I didn't realize what I was creating. You know what I mean? I knew that I wanted the edit to be really good, but I kind of just went into this lady's one trip as like a, almost like, documentary style kind of just shooting what happened and then this time i think that there is a bit more of a story because we've all maintained and grown these like really strong friendships um and so i want it to be a little bit about that and maybe even include like some footage of me and colette you know because i think that female photography and filmmaking is empowering too i mean i'm just excited to kind of be able to do whatever i want with it i guess so maybe the good part about like the push for female filmmakers is that this year I've finally gotten to be a bit more selective about the projects I'm doing. So like I just said no to a project that I wasn't creatively inspired by, even though it was an all-female production crew. They were like, This is gonna be an all-female production crew. Get like I'm supposed to suddenly be inspired by it, but like I just am not, you know, where I'm super inspired to do this ladies ch- two trip, I have another film that I want to do that I'm really inspired by as well. So I think that if the inspiration is there and something I've always told people to shoot what you love, because it'll show.
0: Well, I mean, that's like a, if we're talking about the gradation of where women are fitting into the world of at least filming climbing, the fact that you felt comfortable enough to just say no. I mean, I think there's probably a a lot of, I mean, of all types of photographers, but women that, you know, can't, pass up an opportunity like that, whether they liked it or not. So, I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's like a milestone to be in a position to be like, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm Mm going to pass up something that may have been lucrative or may have been really, uh, something, you know, to create new connections and stuff, because I know turning down work for anybody, uh, in the industry is, is probably a shaky proposition because, oh, did I just shut a door that'll never open again?
3: I turned down a lot of work this year actually oh, which good has been, you're,
0: Dude you're killing it I'm, yeah,
3: killing I'm pretty psyched it. actually Because when you're turning down work It means that you're like selecting the projects That you actually want to totally. do
0: Totally. Yeah that's that's the beautiful thing about it And I think there's probably a lot of people Who aren't in that position at all
3: I mean I'm not trying to be like a millionaire or anything. So don't I'm just call her What by. she's
0: getting at is don't call her <laughs> <laughs> Just a busy signal Well like, don't call me it. if
3: you're just calling me Because I'm a woman How about that? <laughs> and you uh
1: you were shooting emily up on el cap this spring is that part of this ladies' thing or is that something else
3: that is not but that was really fun because i love being on el cap tara is really good at being on el cap she's probably the most comfortable person i've ever been up there with
0: men or women everything Everything. it was amazing
2: actually (laughs) she was like bandalooping around up there three thousand feet off the ground and i was just like shaking and had tears in my eyes It was awesome. It was really fun. We had a lot of fun though. We really did.
1: So you could call yourself a big wall filmmaker. I would actually
3: feel comfortable calling myself a big wall filmmaker because
1: not a medium wall
3: filmmaker. No, because El Cap is actually a big
0: wall. (laughs) What you just said about, uh, about the, the, you know, the pool of climbers that are comfortable up there. That's a pretty good position to be in. Uh, I think technically is to, to be someone who they can count on any production can count on being totally fine up there.
1: What were you doing up on, on the captain, Emily?
2: Uh,
0: She's not allowed to say.
2: I, I'm allowed to say. I've been spraying all over the place about it. Um, I really want to free climb the Golden Gate in a day. So I climbed it over six days in 2015. And I've sort of always had it in my head that I thought the free climbing El Cap was sort of like the pinnacle of big wall free climbing, um, just being able to start, I mean, it, with the exception of free soloing it, because, it's
0: not sort of, it is.
2: Well, I mean, the I pinnacle mean, it, would be like free soloing it, right? Right. Like, that's like perfection. Yeah, but that's, you have perfection that's, yeah, and that's then just you have like, I thought you, have, you were like,
0: talking there was some other big wall that you could free climb. No, that would be the pinnacle. Okay, no, no, no. Sorry. I
2: just think doing it within 24 hours is the, it is the pinnacle for most of us.
0: It is now. Um, yeah, for sure.
2: And I wanted to experience that i just for me what i love about big wall climbing is the actual climbing part and i i don't really grab i mean i like having an adventure and sleeping on the wall and like doing all the other extra work sort of but the the part of me that is truly inspired by big wall climbing is the part that's or the part that's truly inspiring for me is the actual like starting at the bottom and just climbing a massive face like continuously And so that was my goal this year Um, I kind of knew that it might take me More than one season I spent probably When did we go there? In mid-April We went there And I started working on it And I ended up trying on May 30th And we just had a rough season in Yosemite Yeah, it was
0: terrible there The weather yeah, Yeah, we had
2: probably like four winter storms in May And the day I tried It probably 60% of the route was wet um <laughs> big wall snorkeling. it was big wall snorkeling as Tara liked to call it and I ended up bailing uh right after the alcove if anyone knows uh, anything about El Cap but probably two thirds of the way up after you tried the down climb yeah after I tried like one of the harder pitches and I just it was it was almost like I had my skin had been so wet for so many hours that it had turned it was almost like i'd been in a hot tub for eight hours and then i was trying to climb a hard pitch and it just couldn't i couldn't do it so we ended up bailing and then thankfully uh thankfully we bailed because 40 minutes later we got caught in a crazy crazy thunder and lightning and hailstorm that turned the mountain into a waterfall and flash that was my flood. season there was like flash flooding yes it was wild it was kind of kind of fun kind of not <laughs> um so yeah that was my season on in yosemite it was a little rough but I learned a lot like i learned so much about being up there and being comfortable up there and partnerships i had i think i I climbed with eight different people on el cap this season because i didn't have a a dedicated partner which is another thing i learned it's really hard to find people who want to free climb on el cap with you um i think that's why and i think with any big objective that's why partnerships are so valuable and important you um. could just
1: put your name on the message board at, in camp four.
2: I and mean, I out was there in the morning and almost see. at that level. Can you
0: rate the eight people by name in which one was the best all the way up oh to my God. number eight? No, I'm just kidding.
2: <laughs> I could rate them. Like in my she head, I could rate can. them. I will no, say. I'm just
0: joking. I know you can.
2: <laughs> I will say I got, I climbed with, Alex supported me on the day that I tried and it was truly awesome he was a really good supporter in support mode. He was awesome. And I feel like a lot of people kind of were a little skeptical when I told them that I was going to climb with Alex Honnold as a supporter. And he <laughs> was so wonderful. And he uh, so was
0: condescending. Was, and like, he it was, was not, a little it, I, I mean, it, it was boring, but, but you know, I, I had to do it. He
2: didn't say any of those things. He that was, was, so, what was nice, so amazing. Actually. He was so nice and he was so supportive and he's obviously super dialed and fast. And so it was, I mean, he was the best partner I had, but I only had him for one day. Um, all the working stuff was a little bit of a struggle, but I ended up making a lot of friends and it was fun. It was, it was good for me
0: in the end. It's a big ask. It's I mean, a huge ask. It. It's a uh, huge
2: ask. Most yeah. people, most people were very dear friends of mine who went up there and just belayed me and didn't climb because there wasn't really time to climb after you do all the shenanigans involved.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're not climbing your, your support on a one day free ascent isn't gonna be climbing it's gonna be no. jogging as fast as you possibly can
2: no not at all Put yeah even on. even when i was hiking to the top and wrapping in and trying things on top rope like they they weren't climbing right they were just belaying it takes a lot of effort to get to the middle of el cap Ugh. because it's a big it's the wall. worst getting to the middle of the wall is
3: really that's hard. how you know
2: yeah if you if, <laughs> if, if it, it takes an entire day just to get to the middle to try one pitch
3: then it's a big wall
0: Cause that thing's hard because that freaking pitch is down there in the middle yeah yeah <laughs>
3: Can we talk about how good you did, though? Because I know you're not going to talk about it. She did really good. I was there. And she Sarah was there. in the alcove in two hours, which is really impressive, given that the monster you know, two took hours, you. It's, I, took, I took six hours to get to the alcove from the bottom.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're two having hours. such a good time. Two hours Sarah. would be blazing. Just, time flew by. Yeah, I was. I kind of. I, I kind of did like, a little hard swallow there. I was like, "Whoa!"
3: Oh my <laughs> god, I would have been so. It. I'm like, that would
0: be only slightly, uh, slightly slower yeah. than than uh, Alex did it. In, in, yeah, my on. <laughs>
3: I guess, was that you did it really fast. I, I think what you're referring
2: to is it in 2015. It took me two and a half hours to climb the monster, yes. the single off width pitch, which you did in 40 minutes. I think I did something. it in 40 minutes this year, and I had a really good strategy. I, it involved like changing my shoe midway up the pitch and i wore an elbow pad
0: did you bleed out as much as last time? no
2: i wore an elbow pad okay cool <laughs> and i changed my shoe nice yeah so it was great
0: how much
1: better would olympic speed climbing be if it was just the monster off with was the oh, route oh my gosh it would be it's so boring
2: really, <laughs> it, you think it would be they could do like half the height <laughs> and make it like really abrasive so there's just like tons of like carnage at the top oh <laughs> <Ew. laughs>
0: <laughs> and your and your seed would be important because of how slick it was from blood. Yeah. Your if you were to go first, it'd be so much easier than like the eighth person to go on it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You'd have to wear wear full Gore Tex to <laughs>
0: hazmat
3: keep, suit. Yeah. Oh, I just wanted to say I think Slades two is gonna happen at Smith Rock. Yeah. So that's what we're planning. That's what we're that's what we want to happen right now. We know that Slades Two is happening. It's definitely happening. It's definitely happening. We got really fired up about we got it.
2: It sounds like it never up. ended. It didn't. It also didn't end. We just yeah.
1: want to update a everyone. Life. Yeah, yeah. Sladies it is. is a way life. And
2: also, to be clear, Sladies is not just limited to like a certain group of people. Like everyone can be a Slady. We actually have a male term for Sladies too. Do you want to tell them about it?
1: <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, can I be a Slady?
3: No. <laughs> so, <laughs> you, but don't... you, I, I personally think that i I could see this the term "slady" going anywhere really however um because my husband is a weird person that's why i love him uh he has named himself a sludent which is a slady student Mm. and then now he's on one where he's calling himself a sleacher this is new recently last couple months he's a sleacher which is a slady teacher i don't know where or why he decided he had upgraded graduated
2: well he's been a he was actually on the original slady's trip and we told him he could be a
0: that honorary sounds like slady. the patriarchy yeah
3: he's an honorary slady. but then okay. he became a student because he was still kind of learning because he wanted to give himself a name anyways it's i think it's a term that can go anywhere and actually i've been it's been so nice to see it on social media in so many ways like people post pictures like beth beth yeah. posted a picture of her a couple of my friends who are pro mm-hmm. skiers did
2: an all-female ski film and they were hashtagging sladies which made me really happy and what else was there oh what, th- what
1: about Sendelman?
2: well sendleman we had for a
3: while too <laughs> Send-
1: yeah sendleman Send- we actually <laughs>
3: had sladies and sendleman um yeah. and it, like for some reason it didn't catch on as now <laughs> i don't want to say that it's just women because i want it to be something that's not exclusive to uh, she yeah it's, i'm it's- just gonna say that because we live in 2019 and that's the thing so it can't really be exclusive to she
2: yeah you know what i mean yeah i do And also we're thinking of incorporating other characters
3: into these films as well. Right, Tara? Yes.
1: Mm. Can you reveal who that's going to be or is it going to be a surprise?
3: Um, I would like to make it someone local, someone who is around that area and who's more of a local uh, crusher in the area. And I think I already have an idea of who I'm going to ask, but I don't know if they're going to say yes
1: in training
0: the in training did you uh just out of curiosity, did you have to license uh any of the slayer iconography
3: So I don't know if you know this, but when you first start making films, you just you're just doing it in the most ghetto way possible. <laughs> I think I got that font from like one thousand free fonts right dot com okay I have to do things in a more like intentional and specific and appropriate way now. Which is good, but when you first start out, you're kind of just like winging it. You don't know what you're doing, and you're just trying to get, like, whatever. I love that font. I might have to look into that for the second one, yeah.
0: Did you ever hear from Slayer, by any chance?
3: No, I mean, the font is called (laughs) Slaytanic, if you're looking for it, and so... I would love to make like stickers and stuff like that. So I don't know. I think that I'll have to look into that. Or maybe I can hire a graphic designer to create something specifically for us. I think that would be the best thing to
0: do. Or a little twist.
3: Have you guys ever looked at this ladies hashtag on Instagram? No. And before
2: Slade's, this is one of our proudest achievements. Before Sladies, the film, you would search hashtag Slade's on Instagram. And it was all about women and guns like women shooting like machine guns or guns yeah, women, or like with AK-47s. women with AK 47 women with AK 47s. It was all over the place. And some of them were pink and it was just like this very, like the whole, your whole feed would just be flooded with like women shooting guns, very intense. And now if you look at this lady's hashtag, it is probably, I don't know, maybe like a fifth of that is still the gun thing, but most of it is like outdoor related and climbing. Oh, like, cool. so we took that over, which,
1: nice. That's a bold move because you don't very, want to piss off those I people. I know,
2: but we kind of decided that we wanted to to take it over, and that's that's what we're that's what we're
3: aiming for on Instagram. That's our Instagram goal. I mean, we didn't come up with the term. No, you know, did not. So also we outsourced but you that. We just made it
1: awesome. Yeah.
3: yeah, we made it awesome, and we made it appropriate for the outdoor,
1: yeah, recreation folk. Well, hopefully, my daughter can be a slady. She already is. My She's, daughters,
2: she, they're sladies already. Yeah. Yeah. They're in there.
1: The, we need to get them stickers and baby onesies. We
3: need to make that. That w- that would be cool. Yeah. yeah. So if you're a graphic designer and you want to make that logo, and uh, reach out to me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but not because she's a woman.
3: <laughs> no, don't do it because I'm a woman. You can put a little vagina in there somewhere. Just sneak it in. <laughs>
0: All right, well, thanks for coming on the show and uh, expressing yourselves and giving us a little bit of a preview of what's to come. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. Thank you guys. Thank you. If you have a comment, topic suggestion, or just a good bit of climbing trivia, Join us at our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash runoutpodcast. Or drop us a line at our webpage, runoutpodcast.com.